you were about to enter. Chuck versus the podcast. The place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McPartland. Adam Balba. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Wing. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Marcus for Lawrence. Anita Federici. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Ali Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Faro. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a check press kit. The directors. Jason Enzler. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 59, for Wednesday, May 26, 2010. And oh my goodness, yowie, epic, holy, awesome. We're talking about the finale today, and there's just not enough words to use. It was incredible. Yes, it, it was. Yeah, I cannot wait to get to the episode discussion portion of today's uh, podcast. Can't wait. I have three pages yeah. of notes. <laughs> yeah. So let's get the news over with. Yeah, yeah. let's get I, the news over with. Yeah. Hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> All right. Well, the fast overnight ratings for the finale are in, and unfortunately, we've hit a new low. Um, the first hour averaged about 4.96 million viewers and a 1.7 in that all-important 18 to 49 demo. And then the second hour uh, ticked up a little bit. It averaged 5.16 million viewers and a 1.8 in the demo. And... Again, those are season lows and series lows, and you know they, they're pretty disappointing, especially considering how fantastic both of those episodes were. But to put it in context, we were up against the two-hour 24 uh, series finale over on Fox, and that only garnered a 2.7 in the demo, which is, that's just crazy talk. Uh, mm -hmm. Nobody was watching TV. Um, the, the Live Plus 3 ratings, which um, those factor in those people who watched via DVR within three days of the original air, that will be released in a couple of weeks. And that should give us a clearer picture of Chuck's ratings for Season 3. We know that NBC factors those ratings into their decision to renew, and Chuck does really well. It gets a pretty significant bump when those ratings are factored in. So we will be um, exploring that a little more in depth here in a couple of weeks after the final DVR numbers are available for the season. Now, we've had several fans who emailed and asked us how these finale ratings might impact season four and whether we think NBC is going to move the show to a less competitive time slot uh, as a result of this, you know, constantly being hammered in that Monday at 8 p.m. time slot. And first of all, season four is going to speak for itself. Uh, you know, of course, we want to bring in new viewers to the show over the hiatus. You know, get your DVDs out and show them the first couple of seasons. Show them season three while it's on Hulu and on NBC.com. But, you know, the, the finale's low ratings, they're going to factor into season three for the most part. It's not really going to do much as far as um, season four impacting season four. We've already got season four. So it's not really going to make a big difference at this point. Now, secondly, while it's possible NBC will decide to move the show, it seems pretty unlikely. They want Chuck to lead off their new action-adventure night next autumn, and we see that as a vote of confidence over here, that mm -hmm. they're choosing Chuck to anchor these two new shows that um, are from some pretty big names mm -hmm. and could be the next, you know, I know they, they're hoping that the event's going to be the next Lost, and um, the chases from Jerry Bruckheimer has a really good track record. So having Chuck lead that off, not a bad gig. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, as I mentioned, this week was the series finale of 24 over on Fox. And that was one of our biggest time slot competitors. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's it's done. It's over. It's sayonara. So House will still be a factor. They're going to air that uh, autumn and spring next year, which they had been doing it just um, sharing the time slot with 24. Uh, so House is still going to be a factor. Of course, the CBS comedies will and ABC's reality block. But, you know, at least Jack Bauer is not going to be in the mix anymore. So we've mm. got that going for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and let's be honest. Uh, I mean, I, I got messages from people and, you know, sheepish Chuck fans saying, 
listen, it was the series finale at 24. I knew Chuck was renewed. So, hey, I DVR'd Chuck. Yeah. You know, people people did it because they knew mm-hmm. Chuck was secure. And right. I honestly think that we're going to see a pretty significant jump once the um, live plus three ratings are out. The The number of people who DVR'd that two-hour finale, I think that's going to be above average for the season. Mm-hmm. So. Not to worry. Not to worry. Yeah. Well, in other news, we can't forget that Chuck season three premieres in the UK on Virgin One on May 31st, Monday, May 31st. We're excited for them. Mm-hmm. Yahoo! In celebration of that and the season finale in North America, we're giving away a pair of Chucks. Courtesy of Scorpion Shoes, the largest seller of Converse sneakers in the UK, Chuck fans around the world can, around the world, remember, can uh, can get in on this and you can enter to win uh, your choice of Chucks. And um, again, that is around the world. We've had already had some people asking, you know, is this going to be for everybody or just for the, you know, USers? No, it's for everybody. So stop by ChuckTV.net and enter. Your deadline is midnight on Monday, May 31st. Mm-hmm. And that is a big issue. I, I know it's frustrating. Even, even in Canada, you think we're, you know, free trade between North Americans. It doesn't work out that way always. It, it's amazing how many contests you read the fine print and they say U.S. only. So very cool to have a contest that even we Canadians can enter. Yes. <laughs> even though we say a boot. <laughs> And you apologize for apologizing. Yeah, (laughs) sorry about that. Um, (laughs) But uh, moving on to some housekeeping notes. This is not sweeping, but more relating to the podcast. Um, This podcast, we are moving from Friday to Wednesday, and that uh, shortens my editing time um, for the podcast. But in order to get it to you quickly, um, you won't see as many screen caps. We have a very long finale discussion and uh, it would take me a very long, proportionally time to put all the screen caps in. I just won't have time this week. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Songs, uh, screen caps. Um, but also, like I said, we're moving the podcast to Wednesdays for the hiatus. And uh, that will not include next week. Uh, we are going to take a one-week break. Um, and then we'll be back on the following Wednesday. And hopefully going to be do, doing one podcast a week. We'll try. Uh, we'll see what, what kind of stuff is happening and how many interviews we get. We do know that there are some really cool interviews coming. So uh, it's going to be a great summer uh, for Chuck fans. Another housekeeping note is that uh, I have had to pay my yearly server upgrade. And we are into a new year. Um, and so I do need to remind uh, the the viewers of the podcast if you if you like what you see consider this i was thinking about it this week um you pay roughly 12 or 13 dollars to go to a two-hour movie or you pay between 10 and 20 dollars for a two-hour dvd um we've we've put out i think probably 60 or 70 hours worth of of content and uh, it has taken a lot of time it does take a lot of money and so if you do enjoy the podcast please consider a donation or many of the other ways that you can support the podcast. Uh, if you want to find out about that, you can go to chuckpodcast.com slash buy, B-U-Y. Um, and you can find out about the different ways you can buy things. Anytime you buy anything at amazon.com, you might as well go through the podcast site. Uh, you can buy podcast merchandise. Uh, the thing that does help us the most is uh, straight donations. And also, uh, anytime you watch, if you're watching on your computer anyway, please do watch at blip.tv. And uh, every click at blip gets us a little tiny bit of cash. So uh, we do appreciate your support. For all the many people who have supported, we, we do thank you so much. And, uh, and if you would like to do that, it would help us a lot. We would certainly appreciate it. And Chuck fans, you may recall that last November we ran a survey at ChuckTV.net asking you uh, your opinion on what the most important element of Chuck is for you as a viewer. And we had then we had you rank them, which threw a lot of people off. Well, guess what? We got some really interesting feedback from that survey. And now that season three is over, we're doing it again. We have a new survey. It has almost exactly the same questions as last time, so we can do a side-by-side comparison. And then it also includes another question about developments in Season 3, asking you to rank 
which ones you thought were the most interesting versus least interesting. So go over to chucktv.net and look for the Chuck Fan Survey version 2.0 that will be open until Sunday night, May 30th. And then um, depending on what activities are coming on Memorial Day, we should have the results for you um, June 1st or 2nd. So keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. And make your voice heard. I think uh, if you have noticed in the interviews that we've had with with people inside the production, they do look at these things. They they come go on the websites. They look at what the fans are are saying. And this is one way that your voice can be heard in terms of the direction that you'd like the story to go in season four. The fine print does state, however, that this is just we wrote it. It's only for use at checktv.net. If anyone else reads it and takes anything away from it, bully for them, but that's not what it's for. Yeah. This is in no way official. Yeah. yeah. It's not endorsed by or sponsored by any other entity except us. Yeah. So. Yeah. But people do find it interesting. Yeah, they do find it interesting. So. Yeah. Cool. And uh, something I'm really excited about that you can uh, do during the break is uh, we got an email from uh, a Chuck fan who is a great fan. Um, I think his name is pronounced Hajit. And he has provided a great way to pass the time during the hiatus while we're waiting for season four. If you go to chucksession.blogspot.com, there's a whole bunch of fun Chuck games. There's trivia games and a whole lot more. And uh, he has promised that he's going to post new games at least once a week during the hiatus. So you might as well bookmark that site and go back there often. Uh, I had a quick look, and, and it looks like there's a lot of really fun stuff there. So chucksession.blogspot.com and have some fun. But uh, speaking of fun, okay, that's a weak segue. Um, <laughs> we're going to go over to our listener emails. And I, I, I do admit, I put out the call yesterday on Twitter for uh, for some emails related to the finale, and we got a whole bunch. And we're so <laughs> thankful for you sending in your emails um, it did seem like there was some overlap um, in the emails, so we picked a few representative ones. So uh, I do apologize to you if your email was not read. Uh, we did read them all, and we're going to include your thoughts in our comments, and we'll read a few right here. And I'm going to start with one from Catherine from Boston. So Catherine writes, hey guys, or rather guy and gals, Catherine from Boston here. First off, I have to say how... Uh, amazing that finale was. I can't believe how much happened. I mean, with Shaw and the ring wanting to take down the CIA, to Casey getting his butt kicked by his daughter, to us finally getting a small glimpse at Mama Bartowski, I mean, finally, right? I have to ask, though, how long into next season do you all expect Chuck to realize that he can't just stop being a spy? There's no way he can stop now after finding his dad's super-secret spy lair. Also, how do you think he's going to deal with the promise he made to Ellie? Do you think he'll try to lie about it and go back to his spy life or just tell her straight up? I would think that at this point he can't really lie anymore. Well, we're hoping. Um, sorry for the rambling, but there's just so much to say. I'm done now, promise. Here's looking forward to future podcasts and a season four of Chuck. See ya. Well, thanks so much for your email. It wasn't too much to say because, yowie, there's a lot to say about this episode. Um, it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I have to admit, seeing Casey get his butt kicked was w one of the fun parts of the episode, and and actually a great promise of um, of season four. What we're going to see in in that character, I, I'm hoping that she she gets involved in what's going on. Um, but uh, that's Bylair Yowie. Um, yeah, I mean, ob obviously, obviously it's going to play a huge part of season four. And, and uh, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit in the spoiler section, but um, yeah. What do you guys think? I mean, yowie. Yeah. I was thinking about this too. And as I was reading through this email, um, I, I had some of the same questions in my head going around. Um, as far as Ellie's promise or Chuck's promise to Ellie, you know, I'm hoping I don't know. Of course, we don't know anything what's going to go on next year, but I'm hoping that it'll just be Ellie telling Chuck something's going to happen. And Ellie tells Chuck, you know what? You really need to be back in the spy business and the spy world because the world needs you, Chuck. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And I could totally see Ellie doing it. Can't you? Yes. And they actually set it up very well by having uh, Papa Bartowski in his video 
Telcheck, this is your legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, exactly. it, it, the spy thing, you know, it runs in the family. Mm-hmm. And Ellie's all about family. Yeah. So now Chuck has a legacy passed on by their father, something that is part of their family's um, history. So I don't think it's going to take much for Ellie to say, you know what, go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also particularly because Mama Bartowski is a part of this. And, and as soon, I mean, you, you think about, so much of the of the finale, Ellie, it was was finally so close to um to her understanding her father and why he left. It it's obviously obviously made a, such a huge impact on him. And if she gets wind that they actually can track down their mom, mm-hmm. I think she's gonna encourage Chuck to do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, remember she's the one who sent him after uh, after Papa. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I I think they've set it up for it to be completely in character for Ellie to tell Chuck that his promise is null and void, and he's got a job to do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm interested also to see how all of this impacts Ellie, um, Chuck, and you know Mama and Papa Bartowski all being in the spy business, or so we think, um, and she's not. The only one that's not. Mm-hmm. Boy, just, okay, this is getting a little bit ahead, but did anyone else get her a couple of times in those episodes when I was just waiting for her to say, you know what? I've been a spy this whole time. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, if they do that, I'm going to totally fall off my chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably we'll, we should move the rest of it to yes. uh, the episode <laughs> discussion. But thanks so much for your email, Catherine from Boston. Um, and let's move on to Nicola. Yep, I've got an email from Nicola who did not tell us where she's from. So we're just going to guess that she's from, I don't know, the Ukraine. So she writes and says, Hi there, really love the podcast and appreciate all the work you guys do for this fandom. I have a question about the actress who plays Alex, Casey's daughter. Will she be back next season? I really liked the character and her and Morgan would make the sweetest couple. Morgan definitely needs some lovin'. Well, <laughs> Nicola, not according think, to Casey. Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody might have issue with that idea, but uh, you you know they did look surprisingly cute together. Yeah. And what she knows him from is that kind of take charge, saving her from Jeff and Lester mm-hmm. at the Bymore. So her first impression of him is quite a bit more favorable than I think most women have had in the past, which is a good foundation, mm-hmm. right? Good starting point. Right. Uh, so um, at this point, I think we can assume that she will return because they, they left it pretty wide open for her to her being included in the the uh, family unit, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bartowski family, which has expanded considerably there at the end. You know, she was part of that. And Casey obviously wants to have her in his life. And so. I don't, I think that she will be back, but we don't have confirmation on that. Yeah, well, I mean, it'd, it'd be nice to, to see her mom back as well. I, I, I could mm-hmm. definitely see them going that way, in uh, in season four. Just conjecture. Absolutely. Well, we have a question from Tatiana from Tustin, California. Is that is that right? Anyway, Tatiana says my question about the finale is this: Why doesn't Chuck remember the primary download? Why never any flashbacks before? Good question. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> well, I, I can guess a few things. Um, okay. Uh, number one is is Papa Bartowski knew how to remove the first intersect from Chuck. Mm-hmm. How did he figure that out? Was it something that he'd already developed uh-huh. before in removing the first one from Chuck? Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. And the other thing, too, is, is it was definitely... Um, it was a a hugely early proto- prototype of the intersect. I mean, we know Papa Bartowski has a prototype intersect intersecting him or or had, and that one was nowhere near as powerful as even Intersect 1.0. And so, if the one that that Little Chuck had was even a an earlier, earlier, early proto- prototype, it might might not have had much information at all. That's true. All right, I can see that. You got to remember what technology was like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was didn't use quite as much memory as it does now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, 
Um, the rest of the emails that were sent will probably somehow surface in our episode discussion. Um, but let's move on to our discussion of the third season finale. Holy <laughs> Moses. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Woo. Oh, my goodness. I tell you, I was totally, totally spent by the end of those two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even knowing the two big things, you know, having a pretty good idea that we that Papa Bartoski was going to die and that Mama Bartoski was the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat for two hours. My butt hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was insane. Yeah, yeah. it was it was crazy. Crazy. Um, and and I and I found it it was literally like about six or seven episodes worth of stuff that was jam packed into two episodes and and literally like to the point where I, I was just keeping up like tracking everything that was going on in in my mind of of just new information new levels of the onion and and like ugh, so so much going on and yet it moved it flowed and I, and I didn't feel like I I was lost at all. Um, I mean, kudos to the writers. Uh, there were four writers involved: Phil Klemmer, Ali Adler, Josh Schwartz. His his first uh, actual script since the the first episode of season two, and Chris Fedak all were involved in writing this two part finale. And uh, great great job writing it. I mean, a lot hmm. of a lot of great great stuff. Great action, great dramatic stuff. Significant plot developments setting up season four tying up season three um wow it was emotion packed too i think uh not just information but emotional roller coaster ride you know one minute you're laughing next minute you're crying then you're then you're laughing again then you're chewing your nails and you're going oh no um gosh it just was non-stop i um really even and that was just in the first twenty minutes. <laughs> it yeah. was crazy. I, I mean, I was trying to trying to Twitter during the two hours, and boy, that was hard to do because there was so much going on. And I didn't want to miss anything, and and I even, but it was, it was just nuts. And ev- and everybody's response was the same. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and what could but, you say that wouldn't spoil anything? Yeah. Right. So it was just a whole lot of OMGs and. You know, ha ha and <laughs> <laughs> exclamation point. Yeah. 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 By the end of the episode, I was just holding down the exclamation point key. <laughs> getting enter. That's all I can do. Yeah. 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 And and a definite caveat is there's no way um, we're going to be able to talk about everything. And I, I know we, we often get emails after episodes saying, but you missed this. It just trust me, we're going to miss this and that and this. Because we couldn't possibly mention everything, um, even like great little one-liners too, it, it packed throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah. Many. I, I, I have to mention the Star Wars reference. Oh, I totally loved I it. it. Uh, uh, more than one, actually. Apparently, there were there were three. Um, oh, what was the third? Uh, the, there was the one with uh, General Beckman, with You're the "You're my only hope," which was <laughs> classic, and then um, Casey. Saying I'm your father, right, was one, and somebody mentioned a third, and oh boy, um, the only two I caught. Oh, there, there, there was a, there was a, somebody tweeted about it, and it's gonna bug me now, but there, there is a third uh, Star Wars reference. My first OMG moment was when Papa Bartoski died. I, I didn't see that coming. I assumed that we would probably not see Papa Bartarski, dad in the next season. <laughs> but um, I I thought maybe he would just go off and do something else or I don't know what, but death, that's not what I figured at all. And it was just so quick. It, it happened so quick. There was no, I didn't think there was a lead up to it. It was just all of a sudden Shaw pulls the gun and says, and boom, and he's down and up. <laughs> yeah. Literally. That's, that's what I got s- me is it happened in the first half of the finale and it was just bam. Mm-hmm. It just happened. Yeah. And I've, I'm sitting there going, oh my, did that just happen? 
Yeah. And then I thought, okay, maybe they're just going to kind of prolong this because we had just got that little bit about how they brought Shaw back with the cellular regeneration and blah, blah, blah. And they were right there. So I thought, okay, maybe they're just going to bring him back to life or they're going to put him in stasis until they can, while they work on something and that's going to be part of their big against the clock race to save him. But nope. He's just gone. He was just gone, boy. And the expression on Ellie's face, you know, as the camera pulls back and you see just, you know, Ellie's shadow, basically just her um, silhouette there. And then she turns around. Well, I lost it. I totally lost it at that point. Mm -hmm. And again, later, many times later. That's when I got something in my eye. (laughs) And there have been some questions about, well, you know, uh, Bryce came back, remember when he was in that uh, big thing and they thought was a bomb, um, and then Shaw, um, this apparently, this this exact regeneration lab was where they brought him back, so people have asked, could uh, Papa Bartowski be back, but Papa Bartowski did make it clear in the episode that the governor was keeping him alive, and they they were very, very careful when he fell to show his governor smashing and so I, I think they were saying in that he's gone, mm-hmm. uh, especially because we know the ring technology was what brought Shaw back. The ring doesn't have a governor. And so even if they could somehow bring him back, they don't have his governor. So I I think he's gone except for flashbacks. Except they did at the time because Shaw took checks. Yeah. They'd have to reverse engineer it, though, because the one that. Uh, dad made for Chuck was for the Intersect 2.0, mm-hmm. and he has a prototype of Intersect 1.0. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he's probably gone. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Shocking moment, but yeah. um, it it's what geared Ellie to make some decisions, some quick emotional decisions. But uh, boy, that was chilling. Just her, uh, I don't know bringing awesome and morgan and it was a it was another it was a creation of another team mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. it was it was an origin story of sorts wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was it was it was really neat to see that team working together and, and obviously some comedic moments with um with morgan and devon in the car <laughs> first with fumbling over the gun and arguing and then using the the missile <laughs> I love that they both know Casey well enough yeah. to look at each other and say, glove box. Yeah. And then oh, we use the missile. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was great. I think my first OMG moment was when Shaw appeared at the um, at CIA at their Joint Chiefs, I don't know, whatever, tribunal, whatever mm-hmm. General Beckman was speaking at. And everybody was still convinced that he was a good guy. Yeah. That he, that he had been undercover as a ring agent. And and Sarah and Chuck are going, um, no, you guys, no. And, yeah. you know, just for a split second, I thought, was it really? Could he have been? Oh, oh I know. Well, and, and, the, and the whole thing, like when Justin brought Ellie into this facility all along, I thought it was. And it turns out to be CIA. I, I thought it was a ring facility and he was just pretending to be CIA. But meanwhile, all along, he's been inside the CIA doing this stuff. Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And so and that- again, we had... Uh, Chuck knew exactly what was going on, and nobody believed him. Mm-hmm. Except Beckman. I think Beckman kind of did. Yeah. She was, I think she was between a rock and a hard place and trying to figure out how to get out. And then she got arrested. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the moving on, my brain is like going 12 different places at once because there was so much going on in these episodes. But mm-hmm. there's been some some fans have asked, why did Chuck leave Sarah behind when Papa Bartowski came to get him and said, you have to choose. The only way to keep her safe is to run. And he said, you know, I- I'll always keep you safe. And everybody went off. And. Some people said, why did they leave her there just so she could get arrested? Well, the thing is, at that point, they still thought that she would be safe. It wasn't until she pulled the gun on Shaw right, that, right. that she crossed that line and was therefore a traitor. 
and could be arrested if she hadn't, which Sean knew quite well what he was doing. He was provoking her. And then, you know, of course she pulls the gun just as his men come in and, uh, you know, she got a, she got a nice kick in there ahead of time, but, mm-hmm. uh, I loved it. Yes. Go Sarah. <laughs> it bears mentioning that, that I'm going to have to go back a few episodes to, to see all the things with that were set up for this. Um, I mean, knowing that Justin was CIA, um, when he was talking about being CIA, that he, he wasn't just faking it. And, and this whole facility, uh, it, oh, and, and the other, I love the fact that it wasn't subway. That it was a subway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get the subway thing until the next episode. Yeah. And actually, I I love the fact that uh, the spoilers that we, we did know, like it seemed like that that preview was really spoilery, but what we thought we knew wasn't true. Like I, I, I thought that the Jeffster music video was going to play while the Bymore was blowing up. So did I. And uh, and that totally threw me when they had this fight and the buy more didn't blow up. And then classic, classic, classic <laughs> when Morgan um, breaks his thumbs, which great job, Morgan. And, oh and I love gosh. how they're like that, that relationship he has with with Casey growing all the time. But then when when he drops the detonator. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> If the buy more is going to go, that's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they did a little sneaky thing there because they released a photo. Uh, or no, the, no, in the preview. It was in the preview. And we screen capped it, of course. Mm-hmm. There, There's an image there of Morgan standing with the detonator, with the kill switch. And he has it in his unbandaged finger, an unbandaged hand. Oh. Ah, sneaky. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy! You talk about a red herring. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So, now we are jumping all over the place. Yeah. Um, but we might as well get back a little earlier. Actually, way back to the beginning. I just loved Casey and his daughter. Oh. Um, when when he was in that coffee shop, and ordering the pie, and what when she knew what he had, what he was gonna order. Um, black and bitter and and he knew what she was studying in school and you could tell that when he told chuck and sarah that he wasn't going to be in her life like really he must have been right in her life like he must have been immediately trying to um somehow get close to her and uh in other words he's a big fat liar <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's great to see this side come out in casey it is I, it was very it was very sweet and it's kind of turning a corner for him as a character. Mm-hmm. We've seen him kind of softening. Well, over the, you know, the first couple of seasons, he started to soften, but then this last season in particular, he was really starting to soften towards Chuck and Sarah. And now I think that's kind of prepared him for his daughter to, to be a part of his life. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of that Casey in season four or any Casey, really. I like any Casey, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Look at all the times, all the times he's been witness to the uh, Bartowski family things, the dinners, the um, parties. Um, shoot, that's he's had an eyeful all the the family value thing. Mm-hmm. And now he it. has a family. Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, which does make him vulnerable. Yes. It was interesting to note, however that Casey and Sarah were the ones who were struggling with emotion getting in the way of their them performing their jobs while mm-hmm. Chuck was the one who was able to be unemotional uh, for the most part i mean obviously Shaw knew which button to push yeah when he shot Orion but um it, there were just a couple of times when it was mentioned that you're being too emotional agent walker you're being too emotional casey mm-hmm. it's interfering with your with your duties mm-hmm. i thought that was an interesting switch mm-hmm. yeah. and uh and should be mentioned <laughs> i love uh the way uh papa bartowski got chuck out of the uh the the ci de- detention facility mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and uh and even the message at the end i led that He's Orion to the end. He is. Yes, he is. And apparently there are a whole other set of constellations that we got to figure out what they, who they are and what they're doing. <laughs> I loved yeah. that. Loved that. 
Yeah. I actually yelled, yes, yeah. when we saw when he was down there and we started getting um, panning over all of those boxes of intelligence. And uh, there was one for Ted Rourke. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys so there was one for Rourke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was one that had been captured. I liked how he stamped it on there. Captured. Mm-hmm. Um, the Triangulum or something like that. Uh, but there, there's Hydra. There's, oh, man. Oh, so much potential for season four. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, a, and a cool thing is is um, there's potential for great bad guys, but there's also potential for allies. Like when you when you think of um, a lot of the the superhero stories and in comic books, um, a lot of it is is uh, seeing the way other superheroes are developing and in, in the the way they work together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm no closet fan of Smallville. I, I love that show. And everybody just loves when there's a new superhero that that super that Clark starts to work with, and it'd be great to see Chuck um, actually start to work with these cool super spies. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that'd well, be fun. We've seen it g- turning away from it being this little team of three into bringing Awesome into the mix, and then Morgan, and now Ellie. I, I like how it's expanding, and maybe Alex. I'm not really sure what she knows at this point, but. I I like that it's expanding mm-hmm. and coming sort of a Justice League type. Yeah, of and and yeah. and the thing is, and and of course we don't know anything about season four. Um, I mean, for all for all we know, and I don't think so, but for all we know, season four could start and they've rebuilt the Buy More and everything's back to normal. I don't think so. I, I this could go in a direction where they're not confined to a, a certain location and they're not in and bear with me for a second but um one of the, one of the complaints people had with this season was that we didn't see all of the cast in every episode but i could see with this type of storyline them being able to go a little more modular where mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have all of the cast in every episode but they're pursuing these different um like say they're pursuing Hydra this week, and and so we find out more about Hydra, and maybe only see four or five of of the cast, but but they can take that budget and have a really cool actor playing Hydra, and you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they could, yeah. They absolutely. I think they could do it. It's yeah. kind of what they tried to do in the first thirteen episodes of this season to vary with varying degrees of success. And then in the last six episodes, they really worked with the, uh, especially in <clears throat> 14, 15 and a little bit in 16, they really worked with branching out into other locations. Mm-hmm. I guess it was 12, 12, 13 and 14, 15. They kind of went off site a little, even though most of it was green green, but you know, just kind of experimented with that. And I think they've set themselves up for a really spectacular season four. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of worked out some kinks and they have this amazing storyline that they could go with, which I think that they will. I think that that literal reboot that we saw Chuck actually rebooting. Mm-hmm. I think that was our, our sign of yes, this is a reboot, but you know, it's not, not meaning we're going back to start, meaning we're kind of clearing out some of the things that, have been tying these characters down and now they're on to work, including working within the confines of uh, official government agencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're, they've kind of shed those things and are going to go off into something different. That was, yeah. That was I think favorite. that's why it was so important for the buy more to just completely be burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, a very telling. It would kind of put a permanent stamp on that the end of that story so yeah um yeah if if i were to to predict i would say and and people have expressed well we needed to buy more we need that comic release um Mm -hmm. obviously with jester on the lamb i mean (laughs) that's comedy gold yeah that's that that is comedy gold how more how much more funny can you get yeah Uh, and and also having morgan in the mix morgan interact with casey and morgan interact with awesome yeah we've already seen how genius that is yeah well and you've got big mike is still um with morgan's mom um so (laughs) and what i see is is that it's going to be the relationships that tie them together 
-hmm. in season four. Oh, not the location. Right. Not, not the location, but the relationships, yeah. mm -hmm. which I like, I, I like that. I knew you'd agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about uh, uh, Casey's reaction to Morgan nope. regarding his daughter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that was so funny how quickly Casey stepped into that father role, yeah. you know, of being the, you know, why, why do you have my daughter's phone number? Ready to kill him? Yeah. And, you, you know, I have to wonder if the whole break your thumbs, Morgan, wasn't just a little, <laughs> a little bit of revenge or yeah. maybe warning. But, but, you know, Morgan went for it. Got to yeah. give the little guy props. He did yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He didn't even complain. He just did it. Ooh. Yeah. I cringed big time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I did too. But, but, <laughs> but yeah. yes, uh, protective Casey. Is is fun, Casey. Yeah, I thought it was cute. Yeah, Morgan better watch his back. <laughs> and how cool was it to finally see little Chuck and little Ellie, mm -hmm. and get some more insight into why Ellie is the way that she is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was told you have to take care of Chuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know that's been one of the complaints about her character is well, a she doesn't she's underutilized, but we. have Boy, seen a lot of her in the last few episodes. I'm so glad. Mm -hmm. Sarah Lancaster has been amazing mm -hmm. with the storyline. But she's also been, there's, one of the critiques of her character is that she's overbearing and overly protective of Chuck and to the point of being kind of shrill or shrewish. Mm -hmm. But now we see that that goes all the way back to when she was 11 and mm -hmm. she was you have to take care of him. And then we found out in that flashback that just a couple, a few days after that incident that we were flashing back to, is when their mom left. Yeah. So she has this ringing in her ears and then their mom walks out mm -hmm. and, yeah. and Chuck says, you know, you practically raised me. So it, it was a really interesting insight into Ellie as a character and their, their brother, sister dynamic. Well, and, and their dad left when she was 12, right? No, it was a few more years. Cause oh, it was a few more. She was old enough to be Chuck's guardian. Oh, okay. Okay. Because Chuck made that comment about a 12-year-old shouldn't have to manage the bank account. Because I'm guessing Orion was not good with numbers. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing that he was the... he's. I mean, we've seen him. He's the literal, literal absent-minded professor. Mm -hmm. I'm betting he was not the one in charge of the household finances. Hmm. So something, I, that, something that mama did all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Ellie took over. And, you know, I... A little bit of personal experience coming in there. I wasn't 12, but I was 15 mm -hmm. when my parents split and, and I did take over the family finances. So, mm -hmm. you know, you just do what you got to do when in that situation. So um, I think that's what that was. But I think it's been said in the past that they were, Ellie was 18 or 19 oh, okay. when, when Stephen left. It was, you know, kind of once he was sure that she was, she was of age mm -hmm. and check wouldn't be taken is when he got out of dodge yeah yeah that was uh, another uh gas moment for me was when little chuck walked into that room and he slowly walks up to the the screen and i knew it was coming <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're kidding me yeah oh i man that was just mind-blowing yeah oh and and how great was it for them to cut back from that flashback to see Ellie in the car and she's she's basically telling um Devin and Morgan even if it's a, if if it's a suicide mission we're going in for Chuck. Yeah. Like th that was just so much passion there. Mm -hmm. It's got goosebumps thinking about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean this this was an emotionally charged episode. Mhm. Mm and did, she handled it differently than I expected. mm Mhm. You know, at first she was shocked to find out that her brother was part of this. And then she's upset with Awesome for not finding out more about her dad. Yeah. And how fun was it to, to bring Morgan in to, as the expert? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, let's see. Anyway. What else? What else? People have been saying that when Shaw got up from the ground, it was a T-1000 reference from the terminator <laughs> mm -hmm. 
um, it was the I way his eye, and the way his eyes came open was definitely Terminator-ish. Yeah. Yes, it was. I think it was again. We saw later that Chuck actually rebooted. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a little bit of a precursor to that, a little bit of foreshadowing to say this guy's no longer completely human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he actually has a computer in his brain, people. Yeah. Which it was a nice touch. It was a nice nice touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was a, there were a few um, instances of foreshadowing. I know definitely with regard to Scott Bakula, um, there were a couple of comments that that he made about um, like this is the last time I'm going to leave you and things like that. That should have been my hint. Yeah, <laughs> but I I thought that they morphed so smoothly into this new dynamic. They really did with uh, with Ellie. And Devin and Morgan and Casey and like just every everybody being this this team and working together, um, and it was it was just it was effortless. It was smooth how it just all of a sudden was this new thing. I think that speaks to how much the characters trust each other. Mm-hmm. On this really really deep level, even Casey trusts these these people that he's stuck with, um, and and so. You know, there's this initial mo- a moment of shock and information overload. And then and they're all smart people and capable people, each in their own area. Mm-hmm. And so and then they just step up, you know, they're strong. Yeah. They say, OK, then let's let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so excited about this new dynamic and the, the new direction of the show. Oh, I am, too. Um, I have to say one more thing about the reboot. Mm-hmm. My son was sitting next to me. Of course, he's. I, I've mentioned before that he's my Chuck buddy, and when when that happened, Chuck opened his eyes and and starts to get up because it didn't. You didn't just jump up. My son and I both let out the biggest scream. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I got a text from my daughter. My oldest daughter lives downstairs from us, and I got it. What happened? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. It just came out of me because it's just one of those moments that you know that if this were in a movie theater, that would be the time that the crowd would just have cheered all yeah. together. It would have brought down the house. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I really enjoyed, if you think about it, from the beginning to the ending of this two-hour finale, it was a chess match between Chuck and Shaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and when I think about it it that way, it it was really an enjoyable chess match. Like you see one gets the upper hand and the other one gets gets the upper hand and the other one gets the upper hand and I loved when when Chuck we 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 had a bit more of the previous Chuck days when Chuck had just to kind of use his wisdom to to figure something out when he when he gets that webcam and yes. uh, and gets shot to reveal himself. His nerd herd skills, man. Yeah. Yes. His nerd herd skills. He didn't flash to do that. That's yep. right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And and also, I thought that the um, the malfunctioning intersect was really well played. Like I I thought it it could have been cheesy. It could have been too much. And they they ha- had to ride the balance between what he was able to do and what he wasn't. And and um and then when it did finally incapacitate him. Um, it was it was a nice moment be- between him and Sarah. Mm-hmm. I, I I just thought it it was it was just really really well done. And 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 then when you get to the end and in the fight, like he's he's trying to do it, but he's still suffering this 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 failure of his intersect. Um, it it was it was just great. Yeah, and hats off to Zachary Levi for um for those scenes. Um, I felt myself going you know, ow, suffering right along with him. He was so convincing. He played mm-hmm. it so well yeah. and so real. Um, boy, I felt that pain. Woo. He didn't. Oh, everybody did just a fantastic job in this episode. But of course he carried most of it. Mm-hmm. Zach did. And he just constantly surprises me. He, I mean, he is up for whatever the writers give him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, you know, mad props to him. Yeah. I wanted to step back for a minute and talk a little bit about Casey and Sarah. Yeah. Because we, we had a couple of really nice moments in this one when they were uh, in the the brig or whatever you would call it, in the CIA mm-hmm. building. And uh, Casey tells Sarah, you picked a good one, finally. 
and mm-hmm. she's got this little look on her face. Well, and and I love the moment right before that when uh, when Justin says, "No, they found the other facility." Yeah, and and Casey and Sarah are both just beaming with pride. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a beautiful moment. And then when it the decision has been made that you know Chuck and Sarah are going to split ways, part ways with with Casey again. They tried that last season too. Doesn't work. Uh-huh. And he said he called her Agent Walker. He says, you know, goodbye, Agent Walker. And then he says, Sarah. Mm-hmm. It's the first, you know, it's the first time he's called her Sarah. Yeah. It was it was nice that they gave it a little bit of emphasis mm-hmm. to show. And we've we've had a few of those moments throughout the season, in particular, showing that they are their friends. You know, underneath it, underneath being partners, they are friends. They trust each other. They like each other. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't know. For me, that was just a nice little cap for them for the season. It was those two moments yeah yeah people people have uh, somebody commented that uh they expected in the season finale to see more intimacy with chuck and sarah but i just (laughs) when yeah when and and well but and there were so many really important emotional levels going on you had some tender Mm -hmm. um, moments with chuck and sarah which i thought were really really important for their relationship and and you got a lot from it when she's seeing him deal with his father's death and and be incapacitated by the intersect and and you've also got all the levels of of Ellie and her father and 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 Chuck overcoming this challenge to his intersect to defeat Shaw and um I mean it it didn't bug me at all I thought there was a I mean I don't know if I would have been able to handle it emotionally with everything else going on mm-hmm. what I saw between them was just this real this deep understanding mm hmm especially on Sarah's part, whatever Chuck's going through, I'm there to help him get through it. Yeah. We're going to do this. We've been through tough stuff before life and death situations. Bring it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just another Thursday. It's, that's what I saw from her was no doubt in her mind where she stands with him emotionally and uh, you know, where his heart is. She has no doubt. She has no Mm -hmm. reason to question him. And so her, her goal, her motivation is to help him get through this mm-hmm. and figure out how to, you know, how to do her job and how to help him do his job and how to help Casey. And, and so I thought we got a lot of really nice uh, moments. Like you said, when he was incapacitated, when he was dealing with his father's death. And then there were several times when he would say something and look at her or before he said something, he would look at her and she would give him a little nod or you know just some tiny little facial expression that Yvonne's so good at mm-hmm. and then he would go you know he would build off of that yeah you know like like a couple who knows each other inside and out yeah and and I love I love I love um when he when he says I'm giving up the spy life how oh, she's right there with him yeah i like this new sarah this softer more confident yeah yeah exactly um seeing Sarah um, change over the seasons, she was, as a spy, she was so insecure. I've never seen a more insecure spy. And it was quite possibly because of the setting, you know, being around Chuck and Ellie and um, Morgan and that situation there. But to see her now, she just really seems so comfortable in her skin. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yeah, more secure. And I think she can do more. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, obviously, when you're emotionally invested, um, it can make you fight all the harder mm-hmm. to defend what's what's special to you. Yeah, but there's no hesitation now mm-hmm. on her part. It's she's, you know, let's do it. Let's go. And she's all there, 150 um, percent. And there is no hesitation anymore. And and that's part of the realness of her now or, and her confidence, her self-confidence. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, uh Oh gosh, boy! I mean, other than the, um, I mean, just really nice moment at the end when, um, when Chuck goes to the computer and it's his dad's goodbye message. It's it was Orion's spy will. Yeah, he gave Chuck all of his intel, which is what the spy will is supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. except all of his intel that took up a whole building, a vault under yeah. their childhood room. <laughs> of course, it does. Yeah. Man, I can't wait till next season to see what that's all about. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 we we were talking about how this sets up season four, 
You know, I I think this particular thing sets up season four, five, six. Like it there could. there is so much so much they could do with this. Yeah. I like I I as much as we love the buy more, as much as we love the orange orange, um, etc. Like it does start to feel very almost procedural to be doing the same things every time and to, to be digging in like this to all of these different mythologies and these different characters. Uh, I mean, I, I think they've just all of a sudden unlocked huge story potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, look, we agree again. Was that an <laughs> echo? <laughs> I thought that was. <laughs> Isn't Mel in stereo? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I think the only other thing we could talk about, um, Mama Bartowski. Mm. We, can, we can talk about some non-spoilery Mama Bartowski and then some spoilery Mama Bartowski. So let, the non-spoilery stuff is everybody's having a lot of really fun discussions about who could play Mama Bartowski. I think the front runner is Linda Carter. Ooh. Because she looks an awful lot like Sarah Lancaster. Yeah, and and the great thing about Linda Carter, well, a couple of things that people have mentioned, is number one that she already has the the ability to morph into different characters. Yeah. Also, she can play the fun, which is really important. She can be really hard lined, but then also play the the fun side. Yeah, she should be able to go between on check. It calls for drama, comedy, action. You know, you you have to be pretty well-rounded actor if you're going to spend any kind of time on that show mm-hmm. so yeah i agree linda carter could do it some people have suggested um kate jackson i think because they want to have mr and mrs scarecrow mm-hmm. scarecrow and mrs king both on the show i'm not sure um who was the other name that was getting thrown around lena olin was one yes lena olin and also uh mary oh my McDonald from Battlestar, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've, we've seen she can. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she she can do hardline. I just don't see her as the kind of spy that I think they've set this up to be. I haven't seen her do humor ever. Uh, a little bit in Dances with Wolves. Oh yeah, a little bit, I guess. A little bit in the closer. It's a very bit. dry wit. Yeah, very dry. Which could work. If you think about it, Scott Bakula didn't really have to do humor, did he? Well, you know, like he was, he was, I wouldn't call it funny, but a really quirky, entertaining character. Yeah, quirky. That's a good word. Gosh, I'm going to miss him. He better Mm. come back in flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So some some fun discussion about who's going to play that character and they haven't decided yet and they are eagerly eagerly looking for somebody of the same caliber as Scott Bakula because they understand that th- this is huge. I I'd like to mention uh hats off to Tim Jones and <gasps> yes getting mm-hmm. the music uh and the songs that that they picked for these last two episodes were were spot on I think. I enjoyed them more not more th- than this whole season. I think the the beginning of this season um i was a little thrown by it but Mm -hmm. then i think i got so used to it this is part of chuck this is what chuck is the show and i liked the placement was perfect the choices they made were awesome and uh i i just hats off to tim jones Mm -hmm. tim and and uh josh schwartz and alexander pizavas yeah Um, right exactly there was just everything in the kitchen sink yeah uh, going on I was really pleased with myself for being able to recognize Band of Horses immediately. <laughs> that is all Chuck, people. Yeah. That is all Chuck. But also at the beginning of the second episode, at the beginning of The Ring Part 2, there are a couple of music cues that are Tim Jones creations that had me laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. I was literally lolling that there were this kind of sort of tongue-in-cheek take on adventure music. Mm-hmm. action music um that was set to um casey and morgan when they were in the car yeah was one of them and then there was another one that had to do with jeff and lester that just a couple of little stings there that just were they caught my funny bone mm-hmm. and just made me <laughs> laugh 
I mean, yeah. he always does a good job, but every now and then there's something like that that just sends me into fits of giggles. <laughs> yeah, which which we should mention if uh, if you haven't seen the Jeffster special yet, you got to go back and 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 watch that one. Specifically, Gene Edwards and and Tim Jones both. You, you just get a sense from them that when they're doing the music, that they're they're putting a lot into it. They're also enjoying the process and putting even humor into it. I mean, when they talk about um, the the 80s references, even in the music, that the same kind of uh, of writing that goes into the writing of the show also goes into the writing of the music. So mm. um, very, very fun stuff. Well done. Yep. Well done. Well-crafted episodes mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Yep. So we'll talk a little tiny bit more about it in the uh, spoiler section, which we do have. But first, we're going to talk about our sponsors. And so we uh, we again want to thank our brand new sponsor, Brunel's Web Solutions, which offers custom website design, web marketing, CMS integration, WordPress, and programming. You can visit their website at www.brunels.com. That's B-R-E-N-E-L-Z-O-R-Z.com. And as I mentioned last time, uh, this uh, the owner of the company is a fan of Chuck, and you can follow him on Twitter at Brunels, B-R-E-N-E-L-Z-O-R-Z. So thank you to Brunels Web Solutions for being our sponsor for uh, the Jester Special and for this finale podcast. We also want to thank MovieMorons.com. They're a longtime sponsor of ours, and they're going to be sponsoring us for another season of Chuck mm-hmm. and another season of Chuck versus the podcast. MovieMorons.com is a podcast all about film, so check them out. And, of course, SyrianJunkies.de, the largest German-language television fan site out there. They've got everything, including Chuck. And they also are sponsoring Chuck versus the podcast for another season. We want to thank them so much for that. And uh, go ahead and check them out, SyrianJunkies.de. Mm-hmm. And they will have some cool stuff happening happening within a couple of weeks. So watch even more closely to see the cool stuff they're going to bring. Um, but we are going to start to wrap this up. Um, want to remind you to check out chuckpodcast.blip.tv for all of our back episodes. As a matter of fact, somebody mentioned, um, uh, I can't confirm this, but uh, somebody mentioned that on iTunes, they've started to drop some of the oldest episodes. Um, I, iTunes will only let you show a certain number of episodes at a time. And so if you want the full catalog, the only place apparently that you can do it now is is blip.tv. So um, that's where you can get all of our episodes. And that's a great thing to do during the Chuck hiatus. Also, we want to remind you, as I mentioned, go to chuckpodcast.com slash buy, B-U-Y, to find out some of the ways that you can support the podcast. Um, it would be a great help. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to share those with us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And we we love your emails because they give us something to talk about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to check out the giveaway of a pair of Chucks sponsored by Scorpion Shoes and our new Chuck fan survey at ChuckTV.net. Mm-hmm. And of course, always go to ChuckTV.net to find out what's going on because there will be a lot going on in the summer. That's right. Yep. So we'll wrap it up for this week. We do have a tiny spoiler section. So if you don't want spoilers, just pull out your headphones, stop your iPod, shut down the iTunes whatever you need to do. But if you like the spoilers, let's keep listening. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye, Chucksters. And we're back. And the tiny spoiler we have is all about Chris Fedak. That's right. He did an interview with Alan Seppenwall, per usual. Uh, post-mortem of season three and uh, in addition to talking about the season that we've just gone through alan was able to get a few little tidbits out of chris regarding season four um they they know where they want the story to go but of course chris isn't giving us much but what he does say is that it's going to be about family it's going to be about the search for chuck's mom chuck and ellie's mom that's uh, i think it's going to be their overarching storyline for season four. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I think is so much more interesting than, I, I mean, I, I thought Fulcrum was a nice foe. 
I thought the ring was a nice foe, but I think that having this as the overarching or arcing or however you say that plot is, I, I think that's hugely interesting. It's so much more personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm not real keen on the ring. I thought they never did really live up to their potential. Uh, you know, the fulcrum, fulcrum, we, I don't know. They just seem more dangerous and rings just seemed like a bunch of people running around doing whatever they wanted with no real plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think, however, that we might see a little bit more development of that in season four. I don't think we've seen the last of the ring, mm. but I'm excited that finding Mama Bartowski is going to be the main goal for season four. Yeah. It'd be fun to look for little clues in each episode if mm. they drop them. Yeah. And uh, now is there is some discussion going on at was it Us Yellow Files where they were talking about who's going to play Mama Bartowski. Something we didn't mention was that if you have an opinion um, to make sure to post it there because who knows? Somebody might see it. Yeah. That is over at Ozzy Yellow Files yeah. and pretty much any Czech related website out there <laughs> yeah. is talking about it. Yeah. But yes, Ozzy Yellow has an armchair casting post up for Mary Elizabeth Bartowski. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, who knows? If you think of some unique actress that they haven't thought of, and you mention it there, and Chris Fiedak or Josh Schwartz happens to read that and sees your suggestion, who knows? <laughs> it might. Hey, you know what? It's been known to happen. Yeah. It's been known to happen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yes, it has. <laughs> There's a major, major player in the new season of True Blood that starts in a couple of weeks that heard about the role on our True Blood website and went for it and got it. Wow. So, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is another kind of little spoiler. Um, Alan asked Chris Fedak about Jeff and Lester. Now that the Bymore's been blown up, should fans be concerned that we're not going to see them anymore? And what about Big Mike? And Chris's response is, and I quote, it would be hard for me to imagine the Chuck show without those guys, end quote. Yay! So I think they're going to find a way to keep Jeff, Lester, and Big Mike around. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't think it'll be another electronic store. Yeah. I think they're ready for bigger and better things. Yeah. I mean, Big Mike could manage a subway. How about that? Hey. There yeah. you go. There's your product placement. Or Big Mike could manage Jeffster. <laughs> or that. <laughs> Even <I'm>, better. <laughs> it's been mentioned. I don't know, though. His yeah. Blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we digress. We do, as usual. <laughs> yeah. So it was an epic, epic season finale. And I know that we've made a joke out of that epic and game changer, mm-hmm. you know, drink. But if any episodes deserve the term epic applied to them, it was these two episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and last last year's finale was a game changer in one very small way, a very small, very significant way. But it was a very, it was a one thing that was a game changer. But this is like, you know, the 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 whole game board is being replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a whole reboot. new game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A literal reboot. I absolutely love that they did that. A literal reboot. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's all we have for this week. And uh, so watch for us in two weeks, and watch for us throughout the summer for lots of really really cool stuff. That's right. So. Till next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye, Chucksters.